This episode of Business Connection is brought to you in part by presenting sponsor Esser Hayes Insurance Group, serving the Naperville community by putting an expert in your corner since 1941. I'm Liz Spencer and welcome to Business Connection, introducing you to the names and faces of Naperville area entrepreneurs and business owners. Today we'll welcome back Edgewood Clinical Services. We'll go on location to Codeverse, but stay tuned for Go Girl Communications, all here on Business Connection. Welcome to Business Connection. I'm Liz Spencer. We have a wonderful guest in studio. It's Patty Minglin. She's the founder and CEO of Go Girl Communications. I love it. Thanks. So tell me, you're a content marketer. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? Content marketing is basically the creation and sharing of content about your company with the intent to engage your audience. And that's really like the key part is to engage your audience because it's not just content to inform or entertain. You want people to engage with you. And the reason that's so important is that it gives people the opportunity to really explore the why behind their brand okay. and not just why you do what you do, but why your customer should care. And so you get when you have a good content marketing plan, you are laser focused on the needs of your audience. And that not only helps you create great content, but it helps you with all areas of your business to create new products or to create new services that may help fill the needs of your audience. Now, lots of us think about, oh, we have to hire a marketer and marketing is such a big umbrella. Mm -hmm. Where does content marketing fit? And you talked a little bit about why it's important, but how does why is it important? Where does it fit with all the other marketing I'm supposed to be doing too? It's overwhelming. <laughs> it is, and you're right. Marketing is this gigantic umbrella, and I always say that most marketing and branding plans have a content strategy in there somewhere. It's in there to tell you we're going to do newsletters, or we're going to do a landing page, or we're going to write a blog, and so really where content marketing fits in is the implementation of your marketing, the content of your marketing plan. So it's to say we'll come in and do your blog for you or we'll come in and do the newsletter. What I find is that many companies, especially small to medium-sized businesses, where they kind of fall off the track with their marketing plan is in that implementation. Doing regular content on a regular basis is a lot harder than people think. Mm -hmm. It is harder to create and it's important to do that. That is, that is how you're going to drive traffic to your website and drive engagement and you need to have fresh, relevant content all the time, but it's hard. Right, and it's the consistency of that content. Correct. Correct. They always say the phrase is Google loves fresh content. I mean, your SEO improves with fresh content and relevant content because then people are engaging with it. Right. Well, and that goes to that implementation thing that, you know, if I'm going to say I'm doing it weekly and I start out weekly and suddenly I drop off, it, mm. it, it's not good. No. And I always recommend start small. Even with your social media channels, I would say do, you don't have to be on everything. Pick one social media channel where your audience is and that you would like to engage with and you become the best at that and then maybe add something. So start small, like a blog a month, even a blog every other <laughs> month, like, but be consistent with it, whatever it is. And, and that kind of gives, brings me to the idea, how do you work with a typical client? I mean, because I'm sure they range from no marketing, nothing, to a larger situation where, you know, lots of expertise, other people for you to interact with and, right. and be part of that team. So how does that all work? And that's exactly right. There are several ways that we usually work with clients. One is just a, by piece. They want a blog every month or they need a white paper for a 
um, a presentation they're getting ready to do. So we just come in and we'll do just a piece of content for them on a regular basis or even just one time. Um, the other way is they need a strategy. These are usually people that have a lot of content. I find that they're usually video people. They are people that have, I know, you know this. sounds familiar. <laughs> they have all this great video on a YouTube channel and they don't know where, what else they can do with it. So we can come in and look at that and say, okay, let's roll these out on your website like this. Let's use this on social media. Um, we could even take pieces of that content from a video and create an infographic. So we'll kind of create a strategy for the content they already have. And then the third one is the one you were talking about, like the bigger client that already has maybe a marketing person or a marketing team. And we come into, they have us implement their content. They're like, you're in charge of content. We're going to tell you what our marketing strategy is, but you're in charge of creating the content on the website, the newsletter, and the social media. That is your area. So we will work with them on that, but we work with their marketing people. That's wonderful. Mm -hmm. It's a lot to do. That is a lot to do. And we don't have very many, like the big ones, we don't have very many of those, specifically because it is a lot of work to do. And we are a small company ourselves, so we don't work with them as much. So when uh, people engage with you, and, and I think when people want marketing, they, they want it because they want you they're in a growth phase or they want to increase their growth or they want mm -hmm. how do they how do they know the marketing's help helping how do you measure yeah. this because it, it, it is a little bit of these non-tangibles it is and you know you usually sales and marketing always get lumped together mm -hmm. sales is super easy to measure revenues coming in sales is working but marketing is a little bit touchy-feely and it's, it's hard gray. it's a gray area and content marketing is even worse because okay. it's, you don't necessarily attach a metric to just content but I you want to make sure your content is doing what you need it to do for your business objectives that's why that engaging your audience piece that I mentioned earlier is so important because you need to make sure that your audience is doing what you need them to do, whether that's visit your website more often, whether that's move to a certain page of your website or follow you on social media, whatever your business objective is, make sure your content's doing that, which means you have to dig into analytics. You say, have to. Google's made that easier in, because yes. it's measurable, but harder because it's very complicated. Exactly. And Google gives you more information than you need to know. Right. So you don't, we usually, we can help people just figure out which pieces you need to look at in your Google Analytics. But you want to make sure you, so you have to dig into those analytics to make sure your content is doing what you need it to do. If it's not, you got to change your content. And it may not be messaging, it may be channel. Maybe your audience isn't a Facebook audience. Maybe your audience is on Instagram and you just haven't explored that enough. So it may be changing a channel instead of changing messaging. But always make sure that it's doing what it's supposed to do and not just sitting out there just because it's pretty and it sounds great. Mm -hmm. Like there are many times I write things that I think are really awesome, they mm -hmm. sound beautiful, but they're not working. They don't <laughs> drive sales for the business, so we can't do that. Now you tend to focus in or, or, or like clients who are women and moms. This is, seems to be your niche. Go girl. Right. right. The name says That's it. it. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, why is that important to you? Why did you identify that? Uh, first, it's my area of expertise. I, my background, I came, I was the publisher at Chicago Parrot Magazine. Yeah. And I also ran online content for uh, two national conferences, marketing to women and marketing to moms. So I got really deep within those spaces and met with a lot of big brands. Like I I interviewed Procter and Gamble and Coca-Cola and I began to see how incredibly important it is the art behind marketing to women it's not just because you're a woman you know what to do like that's not how that works there's a real art and strategy and I thought 
smaller companies need to understand that even earlier because they don't have Coca-Cola money. Right. And no. they need to really be very careful with their marketing messages. And the truth is 85% of all purchasing decisions are influenced by women across all industries and all categories. And so any company would do well to understand the buying process behind how women are thinking about purchasing. That's awesome. Well, thanks for stopping by and sharing all that you yeah. do. We wish you a lot of luck. It, it, you know, it's fascinating. You're wonderful. And, and I think you know, that background as a publisher and a writer is, is so important. I mean, right. that gives you a heads up. Yeah, thanks. So we appreciate it. We wish you a lot of luck. So we want you to stop by and, and check in with us again and let us know Great, how things are sure. going. Thank you. And we're going to be right back with more Business Connection. Stay tuned. Welcome to Business Connection, I'm Liz Spencer. We're on location today at the Main Street Promenade on the second floor with Codeverse. Let's go inside and see what's happening. Cole, thanks for inviting me by your new space, love it. So tell me a little bit about why it's so important that our children know how to code these days. Yeah, I was reading an article in New York Times and they say in 20 years that 80% of the United States will either be self-employed or have a job in tech. And so our job is to get these little kiddos ready for, for those jobs in tech. Wow, and that's great. And that's what Coverse is all about. So why don't we, this is a great space, why don't you take me a little tour? Yeah, Tell me how do you it. do this? So the first thing we do when the kiddos come in, we have our check-in app. So they'll find their name in their check-in app. Okay. And then when it checks them in, they'll have their very own iPad. Oh, wow. So, yeah, so oh, then they come cool. into the studio. This is, this is called our crater room. So all the kids will take off their shoes, their belongings, everything is space themed for Codeverse. Okay. Um, so they'll put their belongings in here and then they'll head into our studio. That's awesome. So uh, as the kiddos enter into the studio, they're gonna grab a little bit of our hand sanitizer here to keep those hands clean, grab their tablet, their name is gonna be on their tablet, and then they're gonna take that to our command couch. All right, and what is the command couch? So the command couch is iconic to Codeverse. Uh, the kiddos start and end all of their uh, classes right there. So that's where they're gonna get their curriculum and their lesson plan, and then explore the studio after that. That's awesome. Now tell me a little bit about the, the class itself or the session. Yeah. What happens in there? Yeah, so uh, the kiddos are, the first eight weeks, we consider them a codeling. So they're learning the basic core concepts of coding. After that, they graduate, they take a test, and they graduate to be a Novanaut. And when they become a Novanaut, we go out, we celebrate in the lobby with their parents, and we, that's when their lesson plans become a little bit harder, a little bit tougher, um, and a little bit more customized. Cool, and so they, they all have a tablet. And you've done something I think really cool here is that as they learn the code, 
they're able to see immediately what happens. Immediately. Tell me about tell me about that. So what's so unique about KidScript rather than professional programming is we have the test screen right on the play screen. So the kiddos can use the code that they're writing and test the code on the same screen. And what's so great is that um, they can even test all of the hardware in the studio right on the screen as well. So they can put in KidScript and maybe turn the light off or Absolutely. turn a speaker on or something like yeah, that. So, so they, that immediate feedback, oh my God, it's so cool. Absolutely. Yeah, nowadays, kids have instant gratification for everything. And we wanted a studio to incorporate the same feel. So when a kid uses code to program into the lights, and instantly, that's the aha moment that we're looking for. Right, well, and I think it's so important for them to see the direct correlation of the string of code does this and this you know enhances my life whether it turns a light on or off exactly. or a speaker on because that's what we all are going for absolutely so tell me a little bit about kidscript what is it yeah kidscript is an actual programming language developed by our founder craig uh, it pretty much takes all the complexities out of professional programming and simplifies it for the kiddos to actually learn how to code through all of the core concepts and through that simplification, does it set them up for future learning? Absolutely. It is a, it's a real language. We actually have kiddos making games that are on the App Store. That's wonderful. Because yeah. I would think that if you dwelled on too many of the current languages, language is always changing. So what they yeah. kind of need is a base. Absolutely. And, you know, block, there's a lot of block-based coding out there, and that's wonderful. It's really wonderful. It gets the kids interested. Um, but we believe having them write out full syntax language is really important starting at a young age. That's awesome. Yeah. So um, how old are the kids that go here and, and, and how long can they go? Yeah. So we are classes are first grade through eighth grade. Um, and you know, we've had that question a lot. How long can our how long will our children attend Codeverse until right. they're master coders? Right. And really that is at the rate of the child that's learning. Like we have our founder who's been coding for years and years and years, and he's learning new things every single day. So uh, code is one of those things, it's, it's a language, and it's ever-evolving, and as long as you're practicing that, you're staying up to date. That's awesome. And so I see a bunch of uh, desktop iMacs. Yes, yes, so this is our I mission control. So mission control is where uh, we have the kiddos, some of the older kiddos tend to, to come in here, uh, I'd say 10 and up. This is where they can use KidScript on an actual uh, desktop instead of a tablet. Wow, that's awesome. So it just gives ex expands their world a little bit more. Absolutely, absolutely. It just gives them a little bit more playing room. Um, and sometimes uh, the, it separates the, the older kids also from, from the younger kids. And so when, when we're sending our child here, how does this supplement what they're learning in school? Yeah, there's really, there, so there is no coding language being derived in schools. Um, so this is very unique to Codeverse itself. Um, they're, they're being introduced. I've seen a lot of Hour of Code or Tinker and things like that, um, but, but nothing where they're fully writing out and creating games front to back. That's awesome. Yeah. So this is a really good way for parents to supplement the education. Oh, absolutely. You know, we have a, a lot of our members are actually involved in extracurricular sports, mm -hmm. and then they come to Codeverse for their curriculum. 
So how does somebody get involved? What, when are your courses? How long do they last? Can I, is it a rolling admissions, so to speak? Yeah, so we, we do monthly memberships. Okay. So parents uh, sign their children up for, uh, could be one month, four months, for a year. Okay. Um, it's ongoing. They can sign up online or right here at the studio. And uh, the first, like I said, the first eight weeks, they're getting specific lesson plans around the core concepts of coding. Once they graduate from that, they become a Novanaut, and that's when their lesson plans become a little bit, uh, I would say, a little bit tighter, harder, mm -hmm. more involved. Right, and is there, so if I can, if my kid's in sports, but I know that he has a window in spring, mm -hmm. And I can get for two, for you know, eight weeks there. But I may, he may play baseball in the summer, so I don't want to do both because it's you know too much. Yeah. Can I do something like that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And we also offer camps here. Okay. Um, so for the families that memberships might be a little bit too much of a commitment weekly, uh, we also have summer camps, spring camps, fall camps, and that we love our camps because we actually do everything that we do and more we uh in our camps we have a 3d printer so the kids do 3d prints and design work uh, we do a full lighting day where the kids uh hack into all the lights and we'll act like it's the super bowl and it's a halftime party and like they have to program the lights uh we'll also do a full day of robotics so they get all of the coding that we do in our camp or our classes and then we'll get all the extra in camp as well. That's wonderful. That sounds like a great uh, way to solve a lot of summer boredom too. Lots of summer boredom right. is solved that's at awesome. Codeverse Summer Camp. That's awesome. Well, thanks so much for taking time out of your day and showing me around. This place is phenomenal. And I, I think you have really stumbled onto something that is super important for our youth. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, with KidScript and with just getting them ready for what the future holds. Absolutely. Thanks so much. Thank you. Stay up to date on what's happening in our neighborhoods and schools at City Hall and all across town with NCTV 17 News Update. Email directly to your inbox once a day, Monday through Friday. This two-minute video not only tells you the latest news, but shows it to you all at your fingertips. And that's what's happening right here in Naperville. And the best part, it's free. So sign up today at nctv17.com slash subscribe. Welcome to Business Connection, I'm Liz Spencer. We welcome back an old friend and a wonderful guest. It's Adam Russo. He's chairman and CEO of Edgewood Clinical Services. Welcome back, Adam. Thanks for having me. So you are back because you've got some exciting expansion plans. You are just growing, so tell me all about it. Yeah, we're really excited. So we're doing a few different things. We currently have, uh, so late last year, we moved and created a whole separate business office down at the English Rose site in South Naperville. Okay. So we have our um, administrative teams uh, down there, our client services department, billing departments are all there offsite in their own location, which is great. So then that has now freed us up. So our South Naperville office over on Artesian Road at 87th and 59, mm -hmm. uh, doing a huge construction there. So um, really kind of making it a more user-friendly space, uh, adding offices, adding space. 
Uh, so that's happening currently, and it'll be done hopefully by June 1st. We'll cross our fingers, but it should be done shortly. Uh, and then we just signed uh, an expansion lease up at our North Naperville site. So we're about quadrupling the size of our space up there uh, to about 10,000 square feet. So really making a, a larger site to be able to accommodate um, not only, you know, really for the need in the in the immediate area. And uh, so we have that on the table. We have Lyle open. Uh, that's, a, that's a nice large site. And then we'll be expanding our Plainfield site by the end of this year as well. Uh, probably about going about quadrupling the size of that space too. So we have a lot of, of exciting things on, on the table. Well, it's nice to have bigger space, but it's also nice of how well located you are so that you are very accessible no matter where I am in this immediate area. And you don't want to have to drive far for this. It's critical service and you need to, I think, be closer than not. Well, especially for, you know, especially for counseling right. um, because it's a weekly, typically, mm -hmm. um, appointment. So it's, it's one of these things, if it's an hour each way, it, that, that's time prohibitive. Um, right. People won't engage um, and, it's, and it's a burden, especially with all the other activities that are going on with kids and families and multiple children. I, it just gets to be overbearing. So we really want to make it so that location wouldn't be a barrier to care. And I think we did a pretty good job of that with how we, we stay integrated with the local uh, systems and um, you know with schools and, and medical hospitals and pediatricians and and so the all the locations stay uh, pretty close together that way it's pretty intentional so that so that uh, it, they, we should be pretty close to, to people who are receiving services in any of those areas it helps it helps a lot so yeah. you're also you've added a staff member a child psychiatrist yes so let's start with what does that psychiatrist what do they do and how does that differ from your other counselors there? Yeah, so child psychiatry is a, it's a, it's a unique subspecialty within uh, medical practice in that um, it's, it's an additional, uh, so when, when physicians go to medical school, they come out with, you know, um, you know obviously their degrees and, right, MD, they, and, they right, get, yeah. and they get board certified. Uh, and so, um, so most are psychi psychiatrists um, that prescribe medications and things. Um, a child psychiatrist has an extra year of fellowship and training uh, specifically related to psych psychiatric care with kids. Um, okay. So uh, ages four and up typically. Uh, and so um, in the state of Illinois and really around the country, there's a major shortage of child psychiatrists. Um, they're, they're very hard to, to find. Um, we're fortunate enough to have two currently um, who are both former chief medical officers at, at different institutions. So uh, very highly qualified in addition to our other uh, qualified psychiatric staff um, who see uh, adults and, and things like that. But the child specialty is, again, they're hard to find. So we're adding a, a third uh, child psychiatrist uh, this summer. Uh, her name is Dr. Tiffany Mateo and she's uh, finishing her fellowship out of Rush and uh, really good training with kids, uh, especially uh, with ADD, anxiety, and autism spectrum disorders, uh, as, as well as mood issues. So um, we're really excited to be able to just enhance uh, this area of care, uh, especially because, you know, when, when things are going on with kids, parents oftentimes don't know, you know, is it counseling? Do, we, do they need to be medicated? You right. know, most of the time parents just want to say, let's make this behavior stop. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's two camps. You have some parents who say, okay, let's just medicate the kid. Let's just medicate them and let's just calm them down. And then you have other parents who say, I don't want to touch medications. Mm -hmm. um, how are we going to do this without medicine? And what's great about our docs is that um, while they understand, obviously, the benefit of medicine that, that it can have with kids, uh, they're not pushing medicine. So um, so the physicians will work with parents on uh, you know, it, you know, know, trying some different alternative approaches first, behavioral approaches, uh, but still working, still meeting with the parents just to kind of say, like, look, 
look, you know, here's where we're at. This is where we are now. Uh, if the severity of the behavior continues, maybe we need to consider some medical intervention on a short-term basis right. so that counseling can work better, et cetera. So they're, they're pretty well-rounded in that respect. Well, I think it's great that, you, that it's a team approach there because either they may be meeting with their weekly counselor, and, and but they need this other mm -hmm. support. And I think that's wonderful that's all together so you don't have yes. to go see somebody else. Yes. Again, it goes to care works better when it's convenient and it's good, mm -hmm. but the convenient part really helps a lot. It does. And, and having everybody under one roof um, between the psychiatry uh, department, between our psych psychiatrists and nurse practitioners, um, we're, we have about seven of them uh, total, and then uh, between our psychologists and then our counselors. I mean, we're talking about a total number of providers pushing, you know, 60 or 70. And so, um, so when we, as we grow, really trying to better integrate the communication and care, it just makes it, it, it ultimately gives better quality of care to, to the client's coming in so that the providers are talking and we can uh, you know, really make sure that, um, that the time that they're coming in for, for treatment is actually that, that we're achieving the goals that they're outlining. Yeah, one of the things I think is wonderful that you do is you're out in the community talking at schools, at different groups. Tell me what you're doing, and more importantly, why are you doing it? Yeah, so this year has been great. I mean, I, a couple of years ago, I spoke at TEDx Naperville, and uh, my topic was the importance of failure. Um, as a general uh, kind of overview piece, uh, my, my belief is that um, the world is a difficult place, and as I've watched uh, clinically, uh, kids deal more and more with anxiety, and especially it's centering around uh, being perfect and everything, and you know, everything in their life needing to go well, mm -hmm. uh, meaning academically, athletically, socially. You you know, whatever whatever uh, category you want to use, and so my my thing has been how do we how do we start mitigating this anxiety, and maybe that centers around how do kids just get comfortable not being perfect, and because uh, our culture certainly doesn't teach that, uh, it, it it really reinforces the opposite, and so uh, I spent uh, so this year did a lot of speaking, um, starting with uh, you know spoke to the entire freshman class at Nequa Valley High School earlier this year, uh, all the way to working with um, parent teacher organizations in districts 203 and 204. I probably spoke uh, to about 15 different schools between the two districts this year to their parent groups talking about this and now expanding out uh, you know to Glenbard South High School Downers Grove North High School uh spoke to the Illinois School Counselor Association uh, on this topic and it's amazing how uh, really how much it's resonated with uh, with adults and kids um, they're, they're all kind of saying yeah you know everyone kind of it's all it's really funny ultimately I think everyone kind of intuitively knows mm -hmm. yeah it's okay I'm not perfect and the fact that someone's out kind of especially on the clinical side saying yeah you know what you're gonna be anxious and it's not the end of the world and you're not gonna be perfect and that's not the end of the world either it, it, it kind of gives a sense of relief especially the kids um, right. who I've spoken with the kids been, saying to you? Yeah, the kids are interesting. The kids will. I spoke with uh, when I spoke at eighth graders at uh, Akron Middle School, and um, and I asked the question of, you know, what happens to people who don't get into like an elite school, a great college. And one kid raises his hand and he said, well, they just have to go work at McDonald's. And, and to me, that was the problem. Like, why, why are kids thinking that? Why is it elite school or, or bust, essentially? Like, why can't there be a huge middle ground? Uh, you know, we don't talk enough about the trades and other alternatives uh, that kids might be interested in that might be, you know, not even go the route of, you know, kind of higher education, but much more toward, um, you know, you know, kind of those... Um, you know, technical routes. And then, uh, and then really when you have talks with kids and, you know, they start to, 
kind of understand that, you know, hey, if I miss a homework assignment, like, because I forgot it at home, I don't have to panic and have my parents come over to school, which again, is this next part of the problem that parents contribute to, the, to it. Right. So, but it's interesting kind of talking with them and they, they're open to it, um, but the parents ultimately have to get comfortable with the process too, because parents are scared. And so trying to talk to parents about, uh, you know, where you go to school is not going to define your, your life. And, um, and as much as we kind of think that culturally, it's, it's just not the case. And so being involved with the schools and the systems and, um, and really, uh, you know, kind of continuing to, you know, talk this message, I think for many parents has been helpful. Well, I think for all of us, it's it's super helpful to have Edgewood in our community. Have you out talking about about you know this important issue of it's okay with failure? So, and thanks for stopping by here and sharing with us your exciting expansion plans. We wish you a lot of luck. We'll be keeping track of you too, just to see how it's all going. Thanks for stopping by. We're going to be right back with more business connection. If you're interested in a television appearance on Business Connection, as a way to reach out to your community or to gain exposure for your company, contact NCTV17 at 630-355-2124. I'm Liz Spencer and thank you for watching Business Connection. This episode of Business Connection is brought to you in part by presenting sponsor Esser Hayes Insurance Group. Serving the Naperville community by putting an expert in your corner since 1941.